Today, we're talking about the latest city conditions survey with Candace Bach, the Director of Government Relations for AWC. This is the AWC City Voice podcast, where we explore the issues that impact Washington cities. Hi, Candice. Hi, Gabby. Thanks for doing this today. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this survey? What is it and why is it important? So AWC has been doing this city conditions survey for for years now. Um, We used to sometimes call it the fiscal conditions survey back some years ago, but it's really much broader than just fiscal conditions. So we do it each year, typically late summer, fall, and we ask cities um, to tell us about what's going on with them and what are the things that that are important to them, what they're struggling with. It's a really great source of information. Nice. And What's the methodology behind this latest survey? Well, again, um, our most recent survey we did um, in late summer, early fall of 2022, all of last year now. And uh, what we do is we email it to city leaders, um, mayors, city managers, city administrators, finance directors, um, all of those kinds of folks who, uh, who got some of this information at their fingertips in theory. So we um, send it out to all 281 and ask them to respond. Um, this most recent survey, we had 92 cities respond, about a third. Um, pretty reflective of our cities overall, like a good um, uh, spread of large and small cities, um, geographically diverse. So while it's about a third of cities that responded, it's pretty reflective, I think, of all of our cities. Nice. And then when you get that data back, how is it used? Well, we use it in a lot of different ways. Um, We use it internally as we are working on our legislative agenda for the coming year to help um, guide those conversations and what our city is really worried about or what are the what are those opportunities out there and and um, the information in it can help us tell the city story when we're working on legislative issues uh, so we work it into that um, it helps guide us in some of the training and education that awc offers um, and then of course we want to share it back out with all cities um, so you'll see it on our website we'll talk maybe more about that a little bit later but we want cities to know what their colleagues are experiencing and how they how they match up with that. I see. So let's dive into some of the results. Um, in one section, it talks about choosing from a predetermined list of top community concerns. And it looks like between 71% and 83% of cities selected these top issues, right? So infrastructure, affordable housing, behavioral health, workforce availability, and then the increased costs of city services. Can you reflect on why you think those issues were the ones that rose to the top? Um, I think there's been a lot of consistency actually over the last few years about which are the top issues for cities. And so many of these are not particularly surprising. Um, Infrastructure funding has historically been one of those top um, items that cities identify as well as city finances and being able to fund all of the things that their communities need. Um, You know, I think economic development is another one that is uh, often commonly in the top uh, of 
the category. I think that reflects cities' um, a sense of importance around having a robust local economy and um, you know thriving opportunities for their community. So that's pretty consistent. Um, public safety was a little bit more prominent, I think, this year than previous years. But I think that's very reflective of what's going on and the focus on um, you know some increased crime rates um, in. Kind of across our state, but also nationwide, and um, the struggle that they have with recruiting officers, and so there's, I think, a lot of that is more top of mind right now. Similarly, with affordable housing, um, all of the conversation about the affordable housing crisis in our state, and that also exists in other parts of the country, but uh, cities are taking a lot more direct um, action around housing. And, and we're just talking about it more. So I think that's reflected in seeing that at the top of the list or in the top top five. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I'm noticing also that similarly, when they're looking at the top five policy priorities for their cities from that predetermined list, 79% of cities are identifying infrastructure. 64% are identified, as you said, with public safety, 62 um, selected city finance, 56% selected the economic development aspect and 55% selected affordable housing. So um, as you mentioned, affordable housing has kind of increased as a top policy focus. And that's true, it looks like, for the past three years. And then economic development sort of decreasing over the last few years. What do you think about that? Well, I think, again, these are numbers and and categories or, or, or asks that are pretty consistent over the years that we've been doing this survey. Infrastructure funding is one of those things that really unites the city family, um, large and small, east, west, um, urban and rural. They're all struggling with keeping up with aging infrastructure, keeping up with growth and maintaining uh, their infrastructure to serve their residents. So it's also, I think, indicative of um, the last 10 years, we've really been working on the legislature's funding for the Public Works Assistance Account. They've been in the past diverting or sweeping those dollars out of the account, and we've had a real push to restore that funding. So I think that 91% is really telling about how important infrastructure is and how hard it is to fund it, how expensive it is, and how um, important the partnership between state and locals are when it comes to funding infrastructure really supports everything that happens in our state. Um, you know, cities also really highlight the importance of state shared revenues. Um, those are things like liquor tax revenues that are shared um, between the state and cities, uh, criminal justice assistance account dollars that are shared between cities. And those are really important and stable core revenue sources for many of our, our communities. Um, and so this, again, I think highlights that importance of that partnership between state and locals. Um, and, you know, one of the things we've been talking about for, for about 20 years now is the 1% um, property tax cap and the need to um, revisit that and uh, put in some factors that have, um, have more to do with population growth and the real rate of inflation instead of the artificial 1% cap. So these are, I think, really all consistent things that we've heard from cities over the years that are again highlighted in this most recent city condition survey. Yeah, and that tax cap used to be much higher, wasn't it? Yeah, before um, the um, initiative and then subsequent legislative action, um, it used to be up to 6% um, some time ago, I guess more than 20 years ago now. And, um, and it really has created a structural deficit 
opposite for many of our communities when it comes to funding community services and, and responding to residents' needs. We know that housing is a major concern, both for residents and for our cities. Um, and in fact, the survey shows that 78% of respondents said affordability of housing was a major concern in their communities. And then 45% of respondents identified the lack of shelter for those who are unhoused as a major concern. What can you say about these numbers? Well, this again, as we, we talked about earlier, um, affordability and housing, um, responding to homelessness are things that are really top of mind for cities and have been for the last couple of years. And so these numbers really reflect that um, and reflect that this is these are both really complicated issues and there's no easy fix. There's no single fix. Um, it takes a lot of different resources to address housing affordability and um, and homelessness and, and housing um, all members of our community. So I think these numbers really reflect those challenges. Yeah, that's interesting about the complexity. It really reaches into a lot of different areas. Um, so continuing with the topic of housing, when asked to identify state actions or policies that would help meet city needs, 44% of respondents said to increase state funding for housing programs, 32% said to increase state funding for planning, 38% said to increase state funding for homelessness response, and 62% said to increase flexibility with existing real estate excise tax, those are the REIT funds. Um, and then lastly, 40% said we need a new local option to levy those REIT funds for affordable housing purposes. Um, what do you think, looking at those statistics, what does that say about funding asks and what can you say about the state's ability to respond to those actions and policies? Yeah, these responses indicate that I think that complexity and that there is no one solution and we really need all of these things to happen to help um, our city leaders respond to housing needs in their community, uh, whether that's affordable housing or um, or workforce housing or housing um, uh, to respond to homelessness. So these responses are, are really in, indicative of that complexity and the fact that we really need all of these solutions to um, be able to address housing issues in our communities. And our city leaders are, are not just asking for one of these things to happen, but they're asking for all of these things to happen. It's gonna take both state and local funding to address housing uh, needs across our state. So there's a lot going on this legislative session in terms of housing and funding in particular. Um, we recently had numbers that showed that we need about 500,000 new housing units around the state that are for low-income individuals, those who make who are at 50% of um, AMI, annual um, median income, or less. And that um, is going to cost uh, about a billion dollars a year to, to fund that level of new housing. So this is a large investment that is needed uh, in housing. So it's going to take state funding. Um, it's going to take uh, more local revenue options like REIT. Uh, it's going to take more funding for infrastructure and um, it's going to take more funding for planning. Uh, you know, there are a lot of the conversations about housing are how do we increase density um, where we're building where it's less expensive. And that means change, changes to our zoning and land use regulations. These are all things that we want to partner with the state on. City leaders can't do it alone. They need state support, whether it's funding or technical assistance. Uh, we're going to have to, to do it together. 
That's a great answer. Thank you for that. Um, so if we move on specifically to transportation, uh, the survey reflects um, that cities were asked about their top transportation needs. And some of the numbers there are that 89% said that maintenance and preservation of current assets is important to them. 72% said that pedestrian access and safety is important. 44% said that new or increased capacity, such as roads or lanes, um, were important. 39% said that state highway improvements um, and 28% said the multimodal investments like public transit um, rose to the top for them. So can you talk about why a large majority of cities are looking for maintenance and preservation and then pedestrian access and safety? That's a great question. And I think it goes back to um, kind of some of our overall infrastructure issues that cities express. And that is um, an aging infrastructure, an aging transportation system, and that's requiring more maintenance and preservation to keep it um, keep it intact and um, keep it safe for use, whether that's streets or sidewalks when it comes to pedestrian safety. Um, that's also a really high priority. Uh, a lot of cities are trying to invest more in multi multimodal uh, transportation access. So whether you're, um, you know, you're biking or um, riding transit, that um, there are options beyond just uh, driving in our streets for getting people around. So I think these numbers show us that our cities look at our transportation system in our state really as um, a whole system and not just their little piece of um, the transportation puzzle. And we've been asking the state to look at it that way as well and in, help us invest in taking care of this aging infrastructure. Um, the, we talk about last mile, first and last mile often. Uh, all trips start locally and end locally. And so we need to, to focus on all aspects of our transportation system. Again, particularly taking care of what we have. Uh, that's where we can save dollars and um, and that's what's important. And that's what's important. <laughs> Can you talk about the fact that 77% of cities identified the availability of workforce in their communities as a, as a rising issue? Um, that's a really interesting figure. What can you tell us about that? It is a really, it's a big number. Um, and we are hearing about it in just about every conversation we have with cities. Uh, and it doesn't really matter what you're talking about. If you're talking about public safety, um, they're concerned about workforce. If you're talking about planning and community development, they're concerned about workforce. Um, you know, public works, engineering, they're concerned about workforce. It, you know, we've just come out of um, this really crazy time of the pandemic. We've had an incredibly hot job market. Uh, where people have more options and they want different kinds of work environments. You know, telework is, um, is something that people are really looking for these days. And cities are responding to that. But almost in every industry, you're hearing about workforce issues and local government is no different. Cities are no different. Uh, so it's a big number. Um, it's consistent, I think, with what you know, you're hearing everywhere in the economy. And then cities have that added challenge of how do we respond to this? Um, we've got fiscal constraints, so we can't always offer more and higher salary. Um, we've got service constraints that mean we can't always do accommodate telework um, or remote work in every situation. So I think it's, you know, cities can face some particularly unique challenges and um but I think they're they're responding. They're they're you know looking for creative options. But this is going to be an ongoing challenge for a while. 
to, to fill um, our workforce needs. Is there anything else you'd like to mention about the survey and what cities should know? Well, I think this survey is a really helpful snapshot year to year about what cities are focused on, um, some of the challenges they face, some of the opportunities that they're looking at and exploring. Um, and each time we do it, there's maybe a slightly different focus as we are um, anticipating issues that are coming forward, hearing from our cities. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we really focused on the pandemic and how cities were responding to the pandemic. Um, we've asked questions about how they're using uh, ARPA dollars. We've asked questions about how they're using um, federal infrastructure dollars. So each year it's um, it, it's got things that stay really steady and consistent. And then each year we add some of the key um, unique things that are going on uh, and impacting cities. So it's a really important tool. I hope people um, spend some time studying the results and then look for the 2023 version later this year in the um, you know late summer, early fall. To, to share their information for the next time. Thank you, Candace. It's great to talk about this year's city condition survey data and put it all in context. Really appreciate your being here. Thanks, Gabby. So to dive into the resu results yourself and look at the graphs and charts of the data, visit our website at wacities.org. You can check out the survey at the bottom of our front page. Remember, the state legislative session is ongoing now through April 23rd, 2023. You can stay engaged all session long by reading our legislative bulletin every Monday, listening in on our Zoom city action calls every Friday at 1230, or coming to one of our upcoming advocacy events. Again, you can check out the advocacy page at wacities.org to find all of this information. And that's it for the City Voice podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Association of Washington Cities, where our mission is to serve our members through advocacy, education, and services. 